everybody, this is JJ Outlaw, better known as the Gourmet Goober. You can find me on Twitter at JJ Outlaw. I'm always on the Instagrams, and you can catch me at Gourmet Goober. And as always, I'm here with my co-host and BFF, um, the love of my life. Yay! <laughs> my Ooh. hubby, Big Daddy. Is that me? Uh, yeah, that would be you. I really hope that's me, because if it wasn't... <laughs> This will be a whole different episode. <laughs> More appropriate for Maury. Yes. Yes, I am T Outlaw. You can find me on Instagram. As a matter of fact, you can find me on Twitter first at T Outlaw. That's T O U T L A W, which will lead into my Instagram, which is T Outlaw Josie Wells. And uh, you can find me on Facebook, but why would you really? No, I don't think you should look. But you know what? We are on Facebook if you are like so inclined. You can catch us at the Gourmet Goober blog um, on Facebook. And while you're at it, you can go to the Gourmet Goober blog, which I promise, I know I mentioned in a previous episode, but I am working on a new website. So hopefully that'll roll out soon. But in the meantime, you can see our classic website. I like to call it that. (laughs) It's our old website. Um, That includes like recipes and old blog posts and things like that at thegourmetgoober.com. And finally, you can drop us a line at thegourmetgoober at gmail.com. So email us anytime. Um, speaking of email or just reaching out to us, I want to thank a good friend um, to the show now, um, Jay Shavani, who actually um, left us a voicemail. So thank you for that. She has a really great podcast I would recommend, by the way. It talks all about... Um, mental health and your journeys and taking care of yourself and things like that. Um, it's called Surviving the Journey. So she left us this really awesome um, voicemail. I wanted to double check with her. Otherwise, I'll play it. So I'll play it the next time. And I was like, yay, we have a fan. But anyway. Yeah, she, she was smooth. Yeah, <laughs> um, I just wanted to reach out and say thanks again, Jay Siobhan, Um And thank you for the lovely message and the support of the show. So, um Wanted to start off like we always do every week and talking about our week. Um, those of you who may follow us on social media and things like that may have noticed that we took last week off. And the reason being is that, like I tweeted, we were feeling a bit under the weather. Like the San Antonio Spurs, we were, you know, did not play old. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I like that. That's a good point. Yeah. You know, when they held out Tim Hardaway. Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan, sorry. Yeah, Why did Noble. I say Tim Hardaway? Oh my gosh. So different. Tim yeah. Duncan and Tim Hardaway. You know we all when we like we remember Tim Hardaway <laughs> playing as opposed to Tim Hardaway Jr. Exactly, which it's really sad when you think about it. I'm like, dude, I saw your daddy play and now you're playing. That's too much. Got it. But then again, it must be weird because who's like you played his father one time and his son is playing? Okay, I grew up. I'm, I'm from GI, and I, uh, I, I was playing against uh, Big Dog back in the day, uh, Glenn Robinson, um, from Gary Roosevelt, and whatever. Um, dunked on me a few times, more than a few. I was about to um, say just a few times. Shut. Up. <laughs> but anyway, yes. So, <laughs> dude went on to have an NBA career with the Bucks and a couple other spots, and now his son is. Probably about the same height as, well, maybe like an inch shorter, but um, as I, and he was in the NBA for a while, actually won. Did he win a dunk contest? Actually, I think he did. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, well, I don't want to get mixed in with Nate Robinson. I guess that'd be a problem. <laughs> so anyway, as we alluded to, we kind of wanted to take some time off um, to take care of our health. And um, so we are going back on a bi-weekly special starting today or, or whenever the podcast drops, because obviously we record a few days before it hits um, the streaming networks. Um, so after the 23rd, you'll hear from us again in two weeks and then we'll go back to the bi-weekly schedule starting from there. Yeah. Unless we do another DNI, you know, to not play because we old. <laughs> Gotta get our bones right and stuff. I don't like the idea of saying we're old. Okay. I prefer to say we retro. Okay. You can be as retro as you are. I'm, <laughs> I'm like Danny Glove I'm old. vintage. Okay. <laughs> I earned some of these, this gray hair. But at the same time, yeah, I'm as young as I feel. But yes, bi-weekly. So, as we're talking about the DNI old, do you want to share the details of your week? Uh, basically, my week was uh, just me just trying to get right. I know I went through a lot of adjustments this week. And uh, it, what she's not telling you is that part of the reason I wasn't here last week was because my voice, you know, this so lovely instruments i have of course <laughs> um it was a little scratchy it was a little <laughs> a little off base <laughs> it, it kind of went <laughs> a little off tour but uh i had to work on getting that right and uh my my thoughts were there but my voice was not and i had to get um that cleared up and we also had to go through some things that we learned while i was getting my voice right um but also i Part of my week was uh, just reflecting upon, um, as I get older, like, you know, things that go through changes. And uh, I had a reflection. I lost an uh, a English teacher um, that I had in high school um, who actually influenced me to uh, go into the field um, of work that or occupation I go into now. Um, I'm not going to say her name or anything, you know, just to, for respect to the family. But she gave me a, uh, she gave me an A in the class because I was, uh, I thought quick on my feet and I was able to do a report, um, just off the top of my head with, uh, quick preparation. And she was one, she was a very nice lady, very short lady, but a very powerful lady who taught me a great deal about, um, as an African American respect about, um, my history and, about in terms of short works and certain books um, from all kind of authors and all kind of poets and as you will about life as told through the lens of different people and Didn't different she spectrums. Introduce you to Maya Angelou, like in you reading her work. Yeah, Maya Angelou, uh, Langston Hughes, uh, James Baldwin, a lot of different crafts. And I will always respect her for that because she left me. She told me that, like, you know, I, you know, no matter what I got into, that I have a way of writing and I have a way with words, even if some of the words were just off the top of my head. But uh, I give her a great deal of credit and I will deal with her. Didn't you say, I, in the story, in the story is really kind of cool. My big daddy shared it with me how. Basically, what happened was you were supposed to do a project where you're interviewing someone else and vice versa, and that person was sick. And so when it came time to present your project, you just kind of made it up on the fly. 
And one of the words that really made her laugh was, what was it, a diamond? Yeah, basically I called myself a diamond in the rough. <laughs> I did a self-examination of myself <laughs> off the top of my head. And I kind of cross-analyzed myself without trying to be uh, too full um, up on myself. And yeah, somewhere in there, I just made off the top of my head, I called myself a diamond in the rough. Which I guess made everybody laugh. Now nah, I will truly, I don't know where they came from, but truly, I guess they're stuck. Well, it sounds like she was a really awesome person in your life. So I'm glad that you're able to reflect. I'm so sorry that you, um, she passed away. I mean, I know that you recently just shared that with me. So, yeah, you know, sharing that with our audience, that's really um, cool and open. So as always, I, I love it when you do things like that. I know for me personally, this has been a challenging week health-wise as well. When we took Big Daddy to um, the doctor to deal with his voice, um, they were thoughtful enough to say, hey, when's the last time you got examined? And so in doing so, I kind of got like a wake-up call of, you know, my own health proportions and realizing that, you know, I need to do things and taking better care of myself. Yeah, if she's done taking care of me. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so funny because I was just thinking about this the other day about how particularly um, women um, and women of color, um, especially, and you're often in a, put in a situation where um, you care for everyone else. Um, you're kind of seen as that strong person who doesn't complain about everything. But at the same time, you know, that whole myth of the strong black woman, it's still just a myth. You have an S on your chest. <laughs> Don't tell people that. <laughs> okay, it's technically a J, but we'll go with an S. Yeah. Anyway, um, so this week, um, and taking care of Big Daddy, the roles were kind of reversed in a way where I had to take care of myself. And the good thing is, I'm glad that it was one of those things that, you know, medically, I've got a heads up on it early. So I've been working on managing my stress this week and, you know, learning to pull back and saying no when I need to. I've had a couple of situations this week where I was asked to take on tasks at work that just wasn't in my capacity to do so. And just being able to say, you know what, I really need for this person to step in and do these notes because I just can't. I'm not well and I need to take the day off and take care of myself and so it turned out to be a blessing in disguise as, um, <clears throat> you know, I fight my way through some kind of weird bug that was making its way through my office. Um, but I just wanted to, first of all, say thank you to Big Daddy because he was such a big help this week. It was shaking bacon. I had. <laughs> but more importantly, it kind of gave me a sense of just reevaluating what's really important and being able to take care of myself and listen to my body when I need to. I think that's one thing that I've been ignoring lately because, again, you know, it's that whole thing where it's just like what doesn't kill you make you stronger. And that's not necessarily true. Sometimes what doesn't kill you will kill you in the end. It just takes some time. So I plan to be here for a while. So I wanted to just kind of put that out in the universe that, you know, one of the things going forward from this week and how it's affected my health is just learning how to step back when I need to. And just advocate for myself and do what I need. Um, outside of that, um, Big Daddy, unfortunately, wasn't the only person who experienced loss this week. Um, 
I actually found out earlier today, and we're recording later than normal, that someone who is very important to my life, um, we always called her Miss Doris. <laughs> That's not her full name, but my mom is from the South. And so if you really respect someone, you call them like their first name and then say Miss behind it. So those people who are legends in my house, like Patty LaBelle was always Miss Patty, for example. Miss Pat Patty. <laughs> Miss Patty. <laughs> Miss um, Patty with pies. Miss Patty, Miss Tina instead of Tina Turner. And then, of course, Miss Doris. And just to say a few words about her, because she passed away earlier this morning. Um, she was someone who was a true friend to our family. Um, she introduced my mom and dad to each other. Um, so I always like to think that my parents, who just celebrated their 46th wedding anniversary, she had a hand in putting them together. My mom's first job, um, she got my mom her first job. And even when my mom decided to go back to school, um, she took care of us. She was like her second mom. So losing someone like that was, it was really, really kind of challenging. She's been sick and struggling with health issues for a while. And so... One of the reasons why I think it's kind of a blessing that we wound up switching our recording schedule is I may have to, um, you know, go pay my respects hopefully next weekend. Um, that said, though, you know, you always hear about people talk about it takes a village to raise a family. And in our regard, growing up, you know, with our large family, it truly did. It took her intervening. So, um Hats out to Miss Doris and her family, sending them much love and joy, thanking her for just instilling me the values that she had. She was she was truly a God fearing woman. We went to <laughs> you know, Bible study like every week. And looking back on it, I just didn't understand it. And now as an adult, I'm just like, wow. You know, she just did what she wanted she felt she had to do to you know, look after my family. She was kind of like a blessing anytime that we needed something. And she truly was my second mom. Plus, no offense, just as a side note, my love of the soap operas came from her. Mm. <laughs> Every week when she took care of me, she would run in the kitchen. She'd be making me lunch when the bold and the beautiful is on. And she'd be yelling from the kitchen, girl, what the bridge force to do today? <laughs> Team with Caroline. And I'd be like, yes. And I'd be recording reporting on stuff that I had no idea and no business talking about as a seven-year-old, but still, it was great. So again, hats off to her and her family, just giving them love and respect and just thanking her and putting it out to the universe that she was truly a great person. Um, when she passed away, we were actually out when I got the news. And so again, giving my thanks to Big Daddy. He was truly amazing this afternoon and kind of keeping my spirits up. And so, you know, we were at lunch and he just said, hey, don't worry about it. He boxed up everything so, you know, we wouldn't have to be there. He kind of sat with me while I got my tears out in public, which is always hard for me because I hate crying in front of other people. Um, and then we decided just to, you know, not go home because I just need to clear my head. And of all places, we wound up going to um, 
what was it? The County Line Apple Orchard? Yeah, went to the Apple Orchard. Yes. To the Orchard. To the Orchard. <laughs> orchard, Orchard, Orchard. Yeah. Yeah, so I know that sounds kind of corny. <laughs> but let me explain. And, you know, being in the Midwest, there are certain things that are kind of ubiquitous with it. Um, for me growing up, even in Indianapolis, um, apple picking was a thing. I know it's kind of sounds really corny, but like in my old neighborhood where I was, I grew up as a teenager, you know, my mom and dad, they had bought a house and they had several apple trees in the back as well as a grapevine. And so when I was a kid around the fall, what said fall to me was climbing the apple tree, sitting in there, reading a book and just picking an apple and eating it. Yes, I just love that. That stuff was the best. That was so special. I know. It's corny as hell. <laughs> it's corny, but okay. Yeah, keep it's going. corny, but it's it was it it's was life, so you know. It was, okay, look. Obviously you. it sounds as basic as the ranch dressing, but it was part of who we are. Basic. And, <laughs> hey, cause don't make fun, because even though going to the apple orchard and apple picking is basic. There is another ulterior motive that Big Daddy was convinced to go. And that's not only to cheer me up and distract me, but it's because of the apple cider donuts, which is it's much a part of fall here in the Midwest and where I live as, of course, you know, other stuff. I mean, it's just... It's just more than like the apple cinnamon. You know, it's, it's pumpkin, too. Oh, yes. Yeah. Big okay. Daddy's more of the pumpkin donut. I do that, yeah. You know, I do them both equally with love. I love cinnamon. <laughs> also, I like pumpkin donuts. I like donuts. Mm, donuts. <laughs> that is mm. true. I think if we've learned anything <laughs> from the last podcast where we made our way through <laughs> um, the cinnamon rolls. Yeah, oh, this... the previous the cupcakes. No, oh, yeah. the one where we I, it took you the Long's donuts. Oh yes, donuts. Yes. Mm, <laughs> So the point I'm trying to make is that it's rather important. It was kind of like a fun distraction, shall I say? Maybe yeah. put it that way. And my roommates didn't have, you know, take you know my baseball back to whack donut. I'm sorry, whack apples. Remember that story? The one about yeah, my roommates in college. Oh, we that's right. He apple went orchard. apple. To, he went to the apple orchard. and He was using the apple for baseballs. Yeah. Yeah, we basic y'all. Yeah, I'm still, yeah. <laughs> I'm still pulling, like, you know, 20 some years later, pulling applesauce <laughs> off this baseball bat. If you learn anything about us on this damn podcast, is yeah, we basic. <laughs> we are special. <laughs> oh, life in the Midwest. So, anyway, if you've never been, um, the County Lion Apple Orchard is actually one of the largest in Northwest Indiana. Um, it's huge and it's. Apple orchard and apple picking, it's its only open for a defined time. So whenever you think of fall, you think of that. Because they usually open in, what, the second week of September, and it runs through mid-October. Yes. And during that time, they have everything. I'm not kidding. They have hay rides, and they have all these places you can go pick apples in the back. Um, but you when popcorn. You, yes, they do have specialty popcorn, including the popcorn that you can pop off the cob. Again, I know that sounds incredibly corny to those of my listeners, but that is what it happens. But then... You can get all these big old pumpkins. Yes, they have ginormous pumpkins. But the real reason why you go here is the apple cider donuts. Because, again, you can only get them for two months here in Northwest Indiana. And then when they close the orchard, 
it's closed into the following year. So the key is you go to this orchard, you wait in line, and then you get these apple donuts and pumpkin, because mm. Big Daddy loves the pumpkins, and then you actually freeze them, mm. and then you enjoy the donuts out throughout the year, right? I never see these donuts after they, they hit the freezer. Okay. Let's talk about that. Because every year I show you where the donuts are. And then you never go to the deep freezer and get them. Yeah. Out of sight, out of mind. For some reason, <laughs> once they leave, you know, leave my site, I never see them again. So I have to, like, you know, get my haul before they see the freezer. And then it's hilarious because then Big Daddy's like, wait, are you eating a donut? And it's usually like he'll ask me that in January. And I'm like, yeah. I froze like 3,000, you know. 3,000 donuts? <laughs> Is this something like you tell me? <laughs> I really like the donuts. I'll pay a buck a donut. <laughs> Is there anything you ain't told me about this finance of these donuts? Three dozen donuts usually is what I get. Okay. okay. And you can freeze both the apple cider donuts and the pumpkin donuts, but you don't want to freeze the pumpkin donuts because they have like a glaze on it. And when you reheat them, it gets kind of soggy. But the apple cider donuts, they freeze perfectly. So you get like a ton of them and then you freeze them because this place is only open like for two months of the year. And then the rest of the year, you're enjoying apple cider donuts and coffee. That's yeah. how you do it. Okay. So usually, usually there's like a line where you can get fresh donuts and then they have these ginormous bins where you, they just put the excess donuts so people who don't want to stand in line yeah, the nice and get them back the packaged yeah. ones they can walk away with. When we got there today, oh my God, all the bins were picked dry. Like <laughs> these bins were almost as tall as I am and yeah. they were empty. <laughs> all these Midwestern corn fed <laughs> big kids and whatever, they hey. went through. Hey, nothing wrong with that. We, we come, you know, fully stocked. And I told you when walking in the door that, you know, we can look for the bins, but man, they went through those bins so quick. And I say, well, you have to have technology. This is almost like Black Friday. You have to go in groups and you have to like, you know, when you get in line, you have to step over little children. You have to like, <laughs> you know, knock all these like little frilly salading people out of the way. No, no, no. When you come to get your donuts, you got to come real. You got to bring, you know, you have to have partners, you know, to be able to get like, you know, because you saw people walking out with dozens of donuts, you know, Nepal husbands just walking out. Like, you know, struggling with these bins of these donuts. Yeah, people get pretty aggressive. They get and, serious. And the funny thing was, he did warn me about this, okay? Because keep in mind, we pull up in the spot, and it, the apple orchard just opened recently. So when I say that people go nuts, they go nuts. Like, they're a whole, like, we drove past, like, whole school buses full of people mm -hmm. coming to get the apples, right? And they come as far as, like, Chicago and Michigan and um, Wisconsin in some places. Like yeah, I Michigan, met someone. Yeah. Even though Michigan got their own damn apples. Yeah, but they'll come here for our orchard apples because they're so good. Yeah. So we pulled in, and Big Daddy's like, "Okay, are are you?" First of all, he's trying to make sure I'm okay. I'm still crying. Are you all right? And then he, I'm like, "Okay, well, let's just go and get some donuts." So we walk in. And sure enough, there's a huge line. And I was like, oh, well, they have apple cider. Because the other thing they have that's really good, I know this sounds so cheesy, but they have like apple cider slushes that are really yummy. Yeah, she hit that pretty good. 
So I usually go and like I get they sell other stuff besides Apple stuff. So yeah, all kind of nice little trinkets. And they stuff. have like little trinkets. They usually have like lots of really good kits for soups for the fall. So I got some Cincinnati chili um, cooking kit and some other things that they sell exclusively over there. Yeah. And all the while, as I'm waiting for this and the slush, Big Daddy's like, "We gotta get in line for the apple donuts." Oh no no no, we'll be fine. We'll be fine, Jay. We got to get in line for the apple donuts. So finally, I get my slushy. He gets his water. I'm like, okay, let's just go and get the apple. The line for the apple donuts went halfway down the, the length of the, the barn. Of barn yeah. <laughs> Keep in mind, they have this ginormous barn that you go to. And then the back is like, there's like a place for hayride. There's like a, a maze. And then there's the orchards. Mm-hmm. And so... The barn, how big do you think the barn was? The barn is like the length of a football stadium, right? Just shy of that? Well, I want to say it's a football big stadium, but I mean, I'm, I'm going to say, yeah, so if you, you know, your typical, like, you know, Midwestern, you know, horse barn, like, you know, 12 horses deep. It's, no, it's about bigger than that. I'm not saying, we're going to say like, it's, it's about stable size. Okay. So it's a pretty large size barn, right? Mm-hmm. And so... The lines, I mean, the places that you can get, and they sell other stuff. So they have like fudge, which was funny because we just realized that they sold fudge because we're usually there for the donuts. Yes. <laughs> they sell homemade soda, but then they sell pies. I didn't know about the pies. I never yeah. make their pies though because I like to make my own pie. But yeah, the line for the donuts. Because you bougie. <laughs> the line for the donuts. Was about 60 long. Yeah, at least 60 people deep. Mm-hmm. And Big Daddy gives me this look like, I told you, we should have got in line first with donuts. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know how long they've been doing this this day. <laughs> we don't like, know how much they baked. Come on. So I'm laughing like, okay, all right. We're going to get these donuts. And at first I thought, maybe we should come back for the donuts. And then he gives me this look like, no, child, we leave him with the donuts. Okay, fine. <laughs> so we stand in line for the donuts. And it took us, well, to be honest, we went fairly fast for it being 60 people deep. Yeah, I mean, they moved, they they weren't messing around. It was a processing plant back there. They, they, they know had their us stuff. going yeah, within they have like their stuff pre-packaged. Eight, yeah, about eight minutes. They were ready. Yeah, so eight, it took minutes. us about eight or nine minutes in line to get, and we picked up the donuts. Um, yeah, I had my arms ready. I was like doing push ups before I got up to the line. <laughs> the funny thing was, as I was placing and the, getting the donuts, because we got like three dozen, um, what was it? Like two dozen apple and then a dozen pumpkin. Mm. And some of the pumpkin and the apple I'm going to take to work because my coworkers have never had them. Yeah, they so only know that. Well, they already know. They, they only know that. They asked about it. You have the bulls. <laughs> you got some. Well, to be honest, I don't know if all of them listen to the podcast. That's I don't okay. think they all know. They, they- <laughs> they, mm, mm, they don't know nothing. Oh. <laughs> I don't know nothing. No, no. Anyway, yeah. so as I'm getting these donuts, the next lady in line literally like walked over Big Daddy. I stepped over. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm my too, my little individual. <laughs> They're not playing. And Big Daddy looked at me like, I told you we have to be prepared to toss little kids out the way. <laughs> I'm you like, thought I was kidding. Yeah, like these little, like you know, these little Midwestern girls. They just, <laughs> they were just stepping up, like walking past me, behind me. I'm like, ooh, she was aggressive. And then we shot a look at each other, and it was that moment of, okay, 
You know you did something wrong, right? And then I thought, I'm not jeopardizing these donuts for her. (laughs) I will think a nasty thought about you, but I wouldn't even ten minutes in line for these damn donuts. So I'm just going to just... You know, you know what you did. <laughs> she went straight to De- she. She gave him De Niro look. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, we are gonna see what happens to you. We yeah. gonna find you out in the back, you know, with a horse. <laughs> you know, it'll be like cash me on side. How about that? But first, these donuts because we have to protect them. Because then we have to get back in line if I have to lose them, and I don't want to do that again. No, we don't need that. It's not like you're not worth a donut, but and I gave you a look too, like even when you say something. And Big Daddy was like, nah, protect the donuts. Yeah, protect the donuts. Why? Because I got two, I, I eat two donuts before I got out of line, so <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> yes, you can get the individual donuts. Wait a minute, they're off my shoulders. Thank you. <laughs> so at least you can say you had the donuts. That's right, I did. So the question I have is, are these donuts better than the Long's donuts? But I guess it's kind of unfair to compare. You want your, wait a minute, you want your brothers to whoop my ass. <laughs> You know what? I'm, no, I know Long's better than that. Donuts has the best glazed donuts on the planet. Yes, Long's Donuts have the best glazed donuts on the planet. That said. Because your brothers told me that. <laughs> and I'm sticking to it. Yes, they are the best donut, like glazed donuts on the planet. <laughs> okay, you think it sound like my brothers beat them up. They don't. They, they, they was talking to me outside, and I didn't know what they was carrying. <laughs> No, but they, they yeah, my, oh, my brother in laws are cool and they're, they're straight. I'm, I'm, I'm down with them. Same time, yeah, they was very highly influencing me. Like, hey, how you feel about them donuts? <laughs> they good? No, no, how you feel about them donuts? <laughs> how you feel about them, dude? They, they real good, dude. No, no. Well, I guess the fact that they were all like standing over you, when they were standing over me, like, huh, show. I'm like, that was kind of cute. I'm like, they're very good. Please. <laughs> Don't hurt me. This is serious. <laughs> I don't want to get hurt. Look, no, they were good. They were really straight. They were good. Look, we don't share our donuts with everyone. Long's Donuts is kind of an Indiana secret. I got you. So now, like the county line. So if you're in the Chicagoland area, um, the county line orchard, do recommend the going. It's a lot of fun. Be prepared to wait if you want the donuts. <laughs> um, they have other good stuff, too. Like, they have really good queso. I don't know why their queso is just amazing. Mm-hmm. But um, it's in Holbrook, Indiana, and I'll put the information in the show notes. So despite our hilarious trip to get the donuts and how it almost broke into a knuck if you buck moment. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. I wanted to thank Big Daddy for suggesting that we go because it was just a distraction I needed to kind of get over the bad news of today. So um, really appreciate that and can't wait to dig into the donuts. It's shaking, bacon. I help. (laughs) So we're going to take a quick break right now um, before we go into the pop culture segment of what we like to call what's eating us. In the meantime, you're listening to the gourmet goober and we will be right back. Let's do dirt. (laughs) Hey guys, I'm JJ Outlaw, better known as the Gourmet Goober, and I'm here to share this great new recipe journal from author Gaby Lorano. It's a progressive cooking journal designed for short and simple recipes at the beginning before advancing with spaces for longer recipes as you go. It's colorful, fun, fits easily in the kitchen drawer, 
and it's perfect for any home cook. Best of all, it has over 100 pages for your most beloved culinary delights. Be sure to get your copy today at Amazon.com. Hey everyone, we are back. This is JJ Outlaw and I'm here with T Outlaw and we are um, again in our pop culture segment we like to call What's Eating Us? And before we go any further, there is one thing that we forgot to mention last segment that was kind of a carryover from the previous podcast we did, Hashtag Chicken Wars. <laughs> and that is that, believe it or not, there is more to the Chicken Wars right now. There is more to the Chicken Wars. So as we talked about the last podcast, y'all, we ate up seven weeks worth of chicken <laughs> at Popeye's. Not and us it, individually. Okay, we personally didn't do it, but collectively as a nation, we hit up Popeye's and have seven weeks worth of chicken in about two weeks. And so Popeye's is going through the serious withdrawal, um, which it's almost hilarious in how they're trying to handle it. Like the other day, um, I stopped by um, <clears throat> a store that was next door to the Popeye's near where I work. And I noticed that there's all these like posters and handwritten signs saying, we are out of chicken sandwiches. We ain't got no chicken. Don't We're call. done. <laughs> we ain't Do got not your ask chicken. us for your chicken sandwich. We don't have it, which I think it's hysterical because it's in your name. How do you run out of the chicken for the chicken sandwich? Yeah, it's like you serving us two pieces, but you ain't got no chicken for the chicken <laughs> sandwich? sandwich. That's weird. Yeah. So anyway, Popeye's. Because they realize that they're missing out on people they want going to the store. They want that money. <laughs> so Popeye's thoughtfully came up with a solution. Oh, God. Their solution. Their solution is you bring your own bun to Popeye's. <laughs> and when you come with your own bun to Popeye's, you will be able to get three chicken tenders and you can make your own sandwich. Wait a minute. Okay. <laughs> If if that was a problem to begin with, okay, if they're going to offer me three chicken tenders, what the hell did, is it the bread that you're running out of or is it the chicken? I thought that was kind of crazy because then there's no standard bun. So what's to stop the people from like, I don't know, bringing like a huge, you know. A big old hokey bun. A hokey bun or yeah, yeah. like a French baguette or something. Yeah. If How you want, I got some dudes that? that can make me, yeah, I could go into, like, you know, the kitchen and make me a big old long, lengthy thing of bread, like one of them, like, Dagwoods. Oh, yeah. Yeah, give me one of them bag, big bad boys mm, and just be like, hey, Popeyes, what y'all gonna hook me up with? We can make us a nice little Sunday dinner. <laughs> well, keep in mind, it doesn't matter. You probably want to moderate the size of the bun. Cause I ain't got to moderate a damn thing. <laughs> you're only gonna get three chicken tenders. But here's the thing. They don't offer any mayonnaise. They don't give you any pickles. You just get the chicken tenders. No. <laughs> no remoulade sauce. <laughs> so they actually put this out in the ad campaign on, on social media. And I'm just thinking, hmm, not sure that's going to go very well. Although that may stop that weird guy from suing them. <laughs> no, I won't. <laughs> So, Big Daddy, are you ready to take a bun over to Popeye's and make your own sandwich? No, I'm I'm going to bring me some Wonder Bread. <laughs> I got me where I'm bringing a whole loaf. Be like, coming through every, like, every five minutes. 
I need another three. I need another three. I mean, at least hook you up with a chickle. The pickles would eat the sandwich. Bring the rum last sauce and, you know, mayonnaise <laughs> and all this stuff. Yeah. Hook a, hook a brother up. So, if you are so inclined. Bring some hot sauce. <laughs> go to make, go to Popeye's if you want to get that replacement for that good sandwich. And just know, bring your own bun. <laughs> bring my own bun. And if you do this, please tweet us or tag us on social media at the goob. Hashtag the goob. Because... I want to see how they handle that. Because I thought about it, but I thought, even I'm not that petty to bring my own bun. That's kind of extra. I am. That's extra for me, and I'm an extra person. I admit it. <laughs> I'm petty. I'm just lazy. <laughs> Sometimes. The other thing that's kind of weird, that it's the new addition to the Chicken Wars, I guess KFC watched everyone go insane over the Popeyes versus the um, Chick-fil-A um, yeah, they question. Yeah, and, and they played so, quiet for a while. Exactly. But what they are now doing, and they're rolling it out, and they're only doing it in certain parts of the country right now, um, they're test marketing a fried chicken sandwich with two donuts as the bun. I'm sorry, did you say two donuts? Yes. It's like the Lutha from um, the Boondocks. Yeah. But instead of a burger, it's fried chicken. Huh. Yeah. I'm almost more intrigued with, can I make this thing into a Luther? Okay. You know, with like, you know, I want it so good that like, yeah, I'm like ready to have the bed laid out for me. Oh, so you're, you're just, well, to be honest, a fried ch- chicken sandwich with two donuts for the bun, that's going to automatically put you into itis anyway. No. And. A Luther's for closers. <laughs> Should we explain to our audience what the itis is? No. Google Google the ITIS. We're just going to move on. But it's a thing. Appendicitis. It's the itis. Just the the itis. itis. Yes. So, no word yet whether or not this KFC burger or fried chicken sandwich will give you the itis. However, if you do not live in the places where they're test marking this, which, by the way, it looks kind of dumb because it looks like they don't slice like the donut. Like, I've had donut burgers before. Mm. And what they do, like, there's one place in Northwest Indiana that I recommend if you want to try something like that. It's called Nancy's Cafe. It's in what, Lake Station? Is Nancy still open? Nancy's still open after their fire. Okay. They open in a new location. Mm. Unfortunately, she was at a place for years, and then there was this devastating fire in Lake Station that took out a lot of the surrounding buildings, including hers. But she was able to reopen her um, cafe. There's and, something that bothers me about that. I mean, I feel bad for him, whatever, but like, did she have a she shed? <laughs> I don't think she had a she shed there. For all you kids out there, you know, with State Farm commercial, <laughs> I always want to make sure who really did burn down the she shed. It wasn't, I don't believe it was lightning. My husband's convinced that the husband burned down the she shed. I, I'm just saying, Victor did look a little suspicious standing there. Oh, that's wonderful news. Victor didn't seem like he was all that concerned about putting water on the she shed, too. No. A little trickle of water wasn't going to get it. <laughs> but yeah, all about that she shed. I mean, and no, I'm not trying to disrespect you know, Nancy's or whatever. Like, you know, because they did make good sandwiches and whatever. But I was like, I don't know why that ran into my head. I'm sorry, continue. <laughs> so, Nancy's Cafe in Lake Station, Indiana, they have this incredible donut burger. And what they do is they take like a big glazed donut, they slice it in half, they flip it over, right? They grill it so that the sweet part is on the burger, 
and like the inside is like of what would be the donut like the middle sliced in half is like the top and bottom Mm-hmm. So it's really good, and you kind of get the benefit of the glaze, so you get the sweetness, but the savory, and it's really, really tasty. But Burger King, I'm not Burger King, KFC didn't do that. KFC literally just took two random-ass glazed donuts and put a, a like, a, a fried chicken... Sandwich in the middle of it. Yeah, fried chicken, like, breasts in the middle of it. And I'm just like, oh, you're missing out on so much opportunity there. But if you do not live in the places where they're task marketing, and I'll be honest, looking at the sandwich, it does not look appealing. But I do have a far tastier suggestion. In Chicago, there is a group of restaurants that's under the name Do Right Donuts. Do Right Donuts. And Do Right Donuts, first of all, I got to acknowledge Do Right Donuts. The Do Right Donuts. Their donuts are so good. But it's one of those donut places that, like, they make only so much donuts a day. And when they out, they out. Like, they just close whenever they run out. So don't ask them if they're out of the Fahelia um, chocolate one or the Meyer lemon pistachio one. When it's gone, it's gone. And the thing that they are known for is they're known for this incredible candied maple bacon donut, um, which is incredible. And I've literally seen people cry in line because they come for this donut. Like, in the morning, like, there's, like, a line out the door for their donuts. Kind of like longs. And one time I went there because I was like, oh, I'm going to get donuts for the office. And so I really wanted to try the maple bacon donut. And I was in line, and the person that was two people ahead of me bought, like, 13 of them, like, the last 13 for their office. And the person be- in front of me that was behind them offered to buy it off of them. Like, it almost came to blows. I've never seen people fight over donuts before. That's the other thing you'll see you do right. <laughs> Every once in a while, some suburbanite, you know, metro-looking women, like, are up in there, like, you know, about to throw hands. Oh, like, they, read the, they really lay hands on these donuts, yeah. for these donuts. But there are multiple locations, so don't go to the one in downtown Chicago near River North. There's, like, another location they have, but... Anyway, they have fried chicken sandwiches, and for a dollar more, you can get any donut you want to be the bun of the sandwich. So it's not like a basic, because they don't have basic glazed donuts. Their donuts, again, are next level. Okay, so they're not Taylor Swifty. (laughs) Every episode, I have to drop a Taylor Swift reference, but... (laughs) One day a Taylor Swift fan is going to listen to our show and going to be like, you guys are the worst people out there. Although I can't yeah. say anything because today, technically, it's Earth, Wind, and Fire Day, where you're supposed to play, like, because it comes from the song September, and they mention specifically the 21st of September. Okay. And I tweeted out, today it's Earth, Wind, and Fire Day. We should all celebrate. But listen by listening to September. By Earth, Wind, and Fire. Fire. Don't listen to the Taylor Swift one. I didn't mention her by name, but I said, don't listen to the other bland song because no one wants that. Did you just say Taylor Swift's September was bland? Oh my god, that just took all the joy out of that song. Like literally, the person who wrote the song basically said it was the most joyless thing she's ever heard. There's paint around on the walls from that song. <laughs> That's about the only thing. Yeah. So anyway, 
Anyway, we just thought that before we go any further, we'd give you a run-up to the Chicken Wars since it was such a popular episode last week. Yeah. Um, That said, one of the things that we talked about last week was what happens after the Chicken Wars is over. Like, what is the next pop culture phenomenon that's going to take place, right? Wait a minute. Isn't that like, like, you know, what happened after the Chicken Wars? Is that like what happened after the Infinity Wars where, like, half the world is gone? (laughs) It's like, you know, like half the chicken in the world is gone. The chickens don't die of natural causes. All of a sudden, but like, there's all the roosters seem to be missing. <laughs> well, Falcon we, and Leghorn, gone. We, we talked about that last week, how when they sold out a chicken, it was like Vanner should snap his fingers and all the chickens were gone. Yeah. Or if you guys follow Rory Wood Jr. on either Instagram or Twitter, mm-hmm. and he is a hilarious comedian. He's on The Daily Show. He got to start doing prank calls. And if you ever have a chance, Google a history of his prank calls. There's one in particular that is just hysterical. That will bring up later. That will bring up later. But yeah, he actually went as far as did this hilarious 10-part episode series called The Coalition. And it was all of these chicken sandwiches from all the different restaurants from Bojangles to KFC to um, Hardee's, then Carl Jr. and churches, and they're all conspiring to get rid of Popeyes because Popeyes chicken is so popular with their other chicken is being ignored. Mm-hmm. So I personally think that there might be something to that. But if you want to go with the Thanos snapping his fingers and the chicken disappearing, the joy luckless yard birds, <laughs> we can go with that too. But anyway, it came up in the last podcast, and you asked me specifically what I think the next thing will happen mm-hmm. that will just totally be the perfect story of the intersection between pop culture and um, food. Crazy and food. I said specifically, it's pumpkin spice, because it's pumpkin spice season. Yes, it is. And if you are haven't been living under a rock, you probably noticed that everything... Oh, my God. Like, we went to the grocery store today after we went to the apple orchard because we decided to make the Cincinnati chili, and we had to get some things. Mm-hmm. I counted no less than 12 items that was pumpkin spice, to limited edition pumpkin spice beer, to pumpkin spice cereals that were really popular, like Special K, and Frosted Mini Wheats had a pumpkin spice version. There, of course, is some pumpkin spice lattes, which seems to debut... Early and early every year. And I think it didn't even wait to September this time. I think it was like the last two weeks of August. People were like, pumpkin spice. And PSL was real, y'all. Yeah, PSL. I knew it was, that garbage was real when like they introduced like on somebody dropped that YouTube video like pumpkin spice hot dogs. That was a fight that really shouldn't have happened. Wait, That's when you someone lost made your mind. pumpkin spice hot dogs? Are you kidding? Yeah, when they put pumpkin spice crap on top of a traditional hot dog. Okay. Bun and everything. You know, I used to think adding ketchup to a hot dog is the most disgusting thing you can do. Now, the pumpkin spice, it's, that's just nasty. Yeah. That's when we knew they'd gone too far. So, what is the craziest thing that you've ever seen with pumpkin, that made pumpkin spice? And here's the thing, because you are not... A particularly a fan of pumpkin spice, although you love the pumpkin donuts. I'm stupid. <laughs> I get it. But yeah, pumpkin spiced. Um pumpkin spice rum. 
Is that a thing? It was a year or so ago. Okay, now let me just preface this by saying that I don't drink because I'm allergic to alcohol, actually. It's one of the weird genetic things that just make me odd to the point where even drinking old duels is enough to get me plastered, so I have to be really careful. But I can't even, okay, I can't wrap my brain around rum because I've never had rum in my life because, I don't mm. know, I want to live. But outside of that, pumpkin spice, did you try it? Hell no. <laughs> I like me. Like, would you ever try pumpkin spice? Hell no. Beverage? I like me. <laughs> No, I, I'm like I said, I'm, I I consumed like you know different types of rum. I think the first like alcoholic drink I had was rum and Coke. But uh, do you mix pumpkin spice rum with Coke? Oh, hell to no. Someone Whitney Houston got and said, mm-mm, mm-mm, child. <laughs> "No, and no disrespect to Whitney." The Houston, ghost of but, Whitney Houston's like, "No, child." Mm-mm. But yeah, I, I I knew that that was too far. They have taken that, that trend way to the other side of the, the earth. I don't know. It just seems like, what do you think is behind the obsession with pumpkin spice? And, and part of it is I don't legitimately understand because I admit, I do like pumpkin spice lattes. Although they changed the formula and so they add real pumpkin to it. And for some reason, it depends on who makes it. It sometimes is a little gritty mm-hmm. and I'm not a fan, but like, Duncan has a really good pumpkin spice latte version that's really kind of yummy, too, and I like that. Um, but basically, outside of that, I never grew up eating pumpkin. Like, in my house, you know, the great pumpkin versus sweet potato pie debate, and it was always sweet potato. Yeah, sweet potato. In the world, pumpkin versus sweet potato. Sweet, sweet potato, potato wins. Yeah. But, and obviously, that's a cultural thing, and we can talk about that later. Um, but... By and far, I don't understand when it became such a thing. Like, it wasn't a thing when we were kids, right? No, but then, of course, I didn't really give a damn. <laughs> it was what okay. It was. It's like, hey, it's pumpkin. Yes, yeah, over there. That's for people who like pumpkin. I I don't even remember, like, when growing up, like, whether I was a... Because I've, I've asked, like, family members, like, do you remember eating pumpkin pie? They were like, no, we always ate sweet potato pie. Okay. That's all I remember. But I, I really didn't start eating pumpkin until I went to college. And I'm going to say something that's probably going to get me in trouble with some listeners. but I tried to stay away from it. But we got to say it. I, <laughs> I never knew any black person when I was a kid growing up who ate pumpkin pie. Like, the first time I had pumpkin pie was when I went to that integrated school. Okay. Like, I was like, and of course it kind of looks like sweet potato pie, and then you bite into it, and you're like, oh, what's this? <laughs> and they would be like, oh, it's pumpkin pie. I'm like, I thought y'all just carved the pumpkin. But then again, I never knew people carved pumpkins either. I just thought that was something you saw in Charlie Brown's Christmas or something. Yeah, I think we did in school. <laughs> we never did that. We never I was either. in college before I carved my first pumpkin. And I, I don't know. I just don't get the thrill of it. But That's okay. I get, like, the first time I had pumpkin pie was from a teacher in college. And he made, I guess, pumpkin pie from a pumpkin orchard. But then, of course, they do look like Joe Biden. So take that for the grand soul as you will. Well, anyway, I, I, I'm not 
really sure why the attraction. Because um, kind of like with bacon. Bacon makes everything better. Now, do pumpkin not compare. Spice, do not compare pumpkin spice to bacon. Yeah, I'm not trying to you know be <laughs> blasphemy, play blasphemous with. Yeah, pumpkin bacon spice does not compare to bacon. No, it does not because bacon makes everything better. Whereas pumpkin spice is like you got to have limits to things. Speaking of limits, did you see that they're actually coming out with a pumpkin spice spam? I'm not making this up. It's a limited edition. It <laughs> actually rolls out. On September 23rd, you can only catch it online through Amazon.com and through Walmart. But they actually have pumpkin spice spam. And I was reading, I think it was like Food and Wine um, magazine where they actually tried it. And they compared it to like maple um, sausage, like breakfast food. I thought it was like maple horse shit. (laughs) Clearly, you're not looking to try it. No. And I, I love, okay, I admit, I admit in another episode, I admitted my, um, our interview with the chef's table. I'm a Spam fan. I have to watch it because, you know, it's really salty and everything. But okay. I personally like Spam. And I'm, even I, I think pumpkin spice Spam might be a shove too far. I think you should try it. Really? Yeah. I think the makers of this uh, concoction should send you a sample. All right, here, I think you should try it. Here's what I'm going to do. Do you want me to go online and I can order a can and then we try it together? Wait a minute. With your own money? <laughs> look, we don't have the read following. They're just not going to send me a can. <laughs> I don't know what they're going to do at the same time. I just need to know if I'm paying for this or it's you're a, paying for this. It's a can of spam. It's not that expensive. You know, we you can could, have an Amazon Prime. It sure should be. You could feel you could feed a whole little child in Indonesia with that price <laughs> of you know this pumpkin spice spam. All right, but that's on you. You know, you know what? You do with it? If if I get it, we both try it. Wait a minute, when did I get in this? <laughs> Come on, we're a team. Wait a minute, I know. I hey, I don't know you like that, sister. <laughs> Hey, Kimosabi, we know nothing about that. <laughs> okay, so after fifth, almost 15 years of marriage, you, you see how he forgets about me when it comes to trying things. Okay, I got you. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. So outside of the pumpkin spice stuff, what says fall foods to you? I'm just curious. Fall foods. Uh, I'm always a good... It, it, it's really weird to know this about me personally, but I don't usually steaks until fall. I don't know why it's like really? I need things that stick to my ribs and like like usually steaks are like a good cut of steak like a ribeye or you know like a tenderloin uh like a sirloin or something. Like usually I don't eat them until fall. Um always a big fan of chilies and soups. Um Yeah. Generally like, you know, turkeys. You know, most of those I know going into Thanksgiving and stuff like that, but yeah. And especially Halloween candy. But oh. um but yes, absolutely during, you know, fall, I like to get things that stick to my ribs a little more. You know, it's funny that you mentioned Halloween candy because mm-hmm. when we were getting ready to go to um, the apple orchard, the apple orchard, it started to rain. And so we were in the car for a few minutes and I wanted to take an opportunity to gather myself and Big Daddy was awesome. He was just like, hey, 
Can you stand the rain? (laughs) Yeah. Outside of that, (laughs) he was asking, hey, you know, are you okay? Because you've been crying. Are you sure you want to go out in public? And I just thought that being out and about would kind of give me a chance to get my mind off from Miss Doris's passing. But we got into a very interesting discussion about fall foods because we knew we were going to be talking on a podcast later. And... We were talking about candy that only comes out during a certain time of the year in the fall. And you reminded me particularly of candy corn and circus peanuts as being <laughs> too. Which, by the way, both candies are just abomination to life itself. I, but Big Daddy seems to love them, and I don't understand why. Okay, the word love. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I love my family. <laughs> you know, I loved my pet, Love. I'm not going to say I love candy corn or I love circus peanuts, but... You eat them, though. I ate them. I, I just understand how you can eat them. One, past tense, but two, yes, if someone were to set candy corn or circus peanuts in front of me, yes, I would partake of some because, yes, it's something I, when growing up, I, I do remember um, enjoying from time to time, yes. But I'm not going to say, like, I fiend for it like I fiend for jelly beans. But no, I'm not deep into, like, circus peanuts or... You know what? I'm going to straight up down. I'm going to blame my mama for this. I'm blaming my mom. See, my mama, God rest your soul, um, <laughs> straight up down. She used to like uh, circus peanuts on, on the slide. She likes circus peanuts every once in a while. So I got involved with liking circus peanuts. I don't know why she liked candy corn. It was a very short time she liked candy corn, but for some reason, like candy corn, like the little pumpkin cream looking things, the little concoctions they have in the autumn mix. I don't know. For some reason, I took to those. Maybe it's because, okay, do you remember like in Halloween candy? Right. When they had like, they would have like all these different candies because like I never grew up with like, you know, the people who would give you the full candy bars and whatever. Oh, yeah. Okay. But, you know, there would always be like these different kinds of candy. That everybody would eat. And, you know, there will always be these certain ones that are left behind. And for some reason, the candy corn, the circus peanuts, the autumn mix, all those goofy ones that got left behind that nobody ate. For some reason, I was like, man, I must have been like the slave in the, in the house. I was like, I guess I was just going to eat the pork rinds from the back of it. But, yeah, I was the one who ate the, uh, the candy corn. Okay, first of all, I'm really sad to hear this. But... On the other hand, you know that there's, like, one thing that's even worse than that. What's that? That's the candy mix that I usually get from Family Dollar that we get out every year. Oh, you're going to let that out? <laughs> hey, hey, I got people who might be listening to this podcast <laughs> who know what happens to that. Okay, we're not going to discuss... We're not, okay, we're not going to discuss what happens to it afterwards, okay? So, Big Daddy and I both have sweet tooths, okay? And so... He's not a fan of handing out Halloween candy, but I love Halloween. I'm I, I'm just obsessed with that Halloween, um, that holiday. I can't wait to re-record a podcast for it because Halloween is my jam. Like I love scary movies, I love dressing up, I love the kids and the trick-or-treating. I'm just corny. I love all this stuff. So but I have a problem because we both have a sweet tooth. And so if I was to buy like the good candy, like the Snickers, the MMs, all that good stuff. It'll, I will buy it, and then undoubtedly it'll be left over, and we'll be eating that stuff until 
like Christmas, and it's not good for us. So I came up with a plan several years ago that if I left our own devices, you know, yeah, left, if it was the good candy, yeah, it wouldn't make it to Thanksgiving. Yes, but I personally think this is ingenious, and Big Daddy thinks it's devious. So if you go to the Family Dollar store. The day before Halloween. <laughs> the day before Halloween. All the good candies finally gone, right? So what they have left is this weird bag of mixed candy. Like, some of the stuff... First of all, some of the stuff on the candy is not even in English. No. They just show, like, a picture of, like, an apple. Or, like, they have, like, some nondescript berry that we still haven't figured out what it is. Mm-mm. And it's, it has, like, the in, what it is in, like, a language we can't decipher. Usually you can get a bag of that, like a big bag of that, for like 2 or $3. So the thing is, if you give that candy out, legit, it's candy. Mm-hmm. And technically some of it tastes good. It just loses its flavor really quickly, you know, like... Like within 10 seconds of it being in your mouth. But it's we still give out the candy, and if we're stuck with it, we don't have to worry because we know we're not eating it. Yeah, for the people egging our house, yeah, we really want to give you like the really crappy, you know, hap candy. None of these kids are listening to our podcast. That's right, <laughs> and neither are their parents. Exactly. Yeah, we're the ones giving you the candy. Like they're basically the candy. If you've ever seen those little kids who like uh, break the piano open, you know. Now that I say that out loud, that sounded really awful. What I do. Yeah, that's on you. But at the same time, it's basically the candy that gets dropped out of the piñata. Yes. But yeah. you know what? What's even worse than that, and I found this out the other day, and we talked about it, there's actually a company called Archie McVee that this year is coming out with kale-flavored candy canes. Kale-flavored candy, candy canes. canes. Yes. So Archie McVee is a novelty candy and funny toy emporium. And the Today Show reported last week that they're rolling out this new flavor. And they're known for their bizarre flavor. So last year, if you're on social media, you may recall they had the mac and cheese candy canes, which sounds utterly disgusting. Um, they also put out candy canes that is pizza-flavored candy canes. Oof. And then ham-flavored candy canes, which they called hamdy canes. <laughs> hamdy canes. So the newest flavor that they're coming out with is kale. Kale canes. And they said it does taste sweet, grassy with a bitter a bitter note, just like the real kale is. And it comes and it's packaged in it's green and white, so don't mistake it for mint candy cane because it is not. Yeah, it's it like is you know, don't want to mess flavor. up the spearmint love of that. And keep in mind I'm obsessed with kale. I love kale. But even I'm only kale candy canes. I think if I gave that out this year, I would probably legit, we would probably legit get egged. <laughs> would uh, you I, try yeah, them? I would move out of the city if we handed those out. <laughs> We'd have to go into witness protection. <laughs> I'd be below witness protection. I'd just be like, um, so become a Canadian. Um, even the Canadians would be like, nah, you got too late. You were the ones who were giving out that Kayla Kane stuff. Mm-mm, no, I, I couldn't. I like me too much. <laughs> so they officially come out with it next week. So you'll probably see it on stores. And Wait a minute. They usually... I just thought about that for a minute. What? Why would they give it out 
during Halloween? Usually you give out candy canes during Christmas, right? Mm, true. See, the kids already know that there's something up with this. Because I'm like, these kids are looking at you like, wait a minute, why are you giving us these spearmint looking candy canes? It's Halloween. One, oh, but two, you know, that would be terrible because you would bite into them thinking they're spearmint and they're not. That's right. And then you'd be like, oh, hold on a minute. I don't want to get stabbed with a kale flavored candy cane. Now, is that worse or better or worse than the pickle flavored candy cane they came out with? Okay, well, pretty nasty. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say the kale flavored candy cane is probably worse than the pickle flavored candy cane. Because at least with a pickle flavored candy cane, some. Areas of South Chicago, you could probably wait a minute. Wasn't there a thing? What's the thing in Chicago, South Chicago, with the uh, the candy cane and a pickle? Oh, what you do is um, oh, it's Kool Aid. No, no, no. You're right. Okay. And the South Side of Chicago, one of the things that people eat, it's kind of a a treat, is they eat a pickle that a hole has been carved out of it, and you insert like a peppermint. So it's supposed to be the sweetness of the peppermint and the sourness of the pickle, and it's supposed to go really well together. I've never tried it, although I want to try it. Okay. Although Peter Sagel, who is the host of Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, um, you can Google it. He actually had this like feature that he used to do for NPR where he would try unique food. And one of the things he tried was the pickle and the peppermint. So you can kind of Google his response. Um, Peter was kind of taken aback by it. <laughs> but it is one of those unique things of Chicago that you can only find on the South Side, like, you know, taffy grapes, for example. Or, mm, taffy or um, the atomic cake. I mean, that's just another weird thing that you can only find in Chicago. Yeah. So anyway, definitely want to move on, but... Um, I'm going to say I'm going to skip the kill candy cane. <laughs> yeah, and the, pepper, the pumpkin spice spam. Oh, no, no. Now you have me convinced. I'm going to actually get that and try it. I'm just going to make it one day and not tell you what it is. You don't like me. <laughs> so outside of that, the other thing in pop culture that really got us, and we were joking about it all week, was um, this new development that we found out from The Daily Show. The scientists from the Massachusetts Institute of Technology have unveiled what they call the blackest black color ever produced at an art ex exhibition in New York City. The material, which is 10 times blacker than anything ever been reported, is cut out um, so it made so it absorbs 99.995% of all light. Like dove soap. Yes. Only the opposite of that because... It's just really black. I'm just saying. Apparently, it's black. <laughs> it's blacker than black. First of all, don't you think it's weird that they're actually developing that? Like, who asked for that? <laughs> I'm sure there are some scientists somewhere who's like, can we come up with like a crazy, as opposed to like, you know, 
something like, you know, moon, travel, Mars. Yeah, let's come up with a whole different color of, of going black. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm with, like, Trevor Noah was talking about this as well, about the whole idea of, we can solve cancer. We can go to Mars. No, no. It's like the guy with the two crayons and yellow, blue makes green. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude. Like, first of all, okay, on one hand, if this is really interesting, but I'm just trying to figure out what would be the purpose. Like, I I think we saw that there's, like, a car company that wants a car, like, paint their car that black, like, they're calling it Phantom Black or something. Yeah. Like, you know, was it BMW? I want to say it was. But I'm just... Yeah. I'm um, just like, that's a bit much. But, two, I would like to follow the... A chance of that, like, why you gotta call it the black is black? Can can y'all just give it like a really sexy name? You know, we talking about like you know deep, deep, deep black, like vibranium black. <laughs> we talking about like you know. So you're saying it's the name, right? <laughs> yeah, because I'm like black is black, black is black. Can you can you come up with like a darker black than black? <laughs> First of all, why would you want a car that color though? Like, who can see the night? You could just see like. The headlights or something. That's right. That seems insane. It's like so, a very dark, like, you know, like, flavor flay black. Plus, no offense. Like, like hard onyx black. If it truly has the thing, like, it being, you know, just straight up the blackest black. I'm with Warwood Jr., who, again, was on the segment on The Daily Show. We should test it. Obviously, you know, we could just ask the scientists who put this together questions to make sure that he's eligible to make something that black, like... You know, what is the last, what is that line about the child line in? No, you just gave away the answer to the question. <laughs> in the Good Times song, what is the last line hanging in what? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, can you ask me questions like, you know, general questions like, you know, so Marcus Garvey, who is he? <laughs> Asking questions like, what really did happen to James on Good Times? What happened to... The sister in Family Matters when she went up the stairs. That's right. <laughs> More importantly, do you know what is the most hypest song in the world? Like, if you heard this song, which you know exactly what it is. Which apparently you didn't. Which <laughs> apparently I didn't. Okay, fine. <laughs> I will take the L for this. <laughs> yes, I did not know. When we were watching, we were actually... Um, watching this, and we were joking about what kind of tests that you would make. And I said that in order to pass this black, you would have to prove that you're the blackest black. You need to know what this following song is. about that and Big Daddy is like what is that? <laughs> yeah okay because once again I have not listened to anything <laughs> like you know street cred wise since Look, 2006 old. <laughs> it ain't that old so basically I'm just like look if that's the blackest black Obviously, you know what it means when you hear those song, those chimes playing. <laughs> I didn't know. The next time I was like, I, you pretty much lost me. You're like, me, you know, like, you know, rad, you know, rad and dirty. I'm like, I, I didn't know. 
Um, yeah, okay. So basically, I'm basically getting my car snatched and what Jason, uh, Justin Timberlake gets it now. Oh, no, see, I wasn't gonna go there. Thank you. <laughs> as long as I'm better than Timberflake, I'm good. But you understand what knock if you fuck means now, right? Yeah, basically, you start, you know, don't don't roll up in here. Oh, you're gonna get fought on. It's don't start none if you don't want none. Yeah, hey, <laughs> hey, James Brown explained it better. <laughs> Don't start none, won't be none. Exactly. That's right. Now, see, see we got that from James. Didn't need no knuck if you buck, if you whatever. So now that you understand that, can we have that as a... Because where were we? They actually had a doormat that said, I, I, we knuck if you buck. And I'm just like, oh my God, I want that doormat. And Thomas is like, uh, no, that's kind of wrong. Yeah, apparently it was not a target. <laughs> it was not. <laughs> so anyway, um... Would you buy something with, like, a color that's black? Yeah. Like, what would be if a good use for? I can't imagine why you would want that. I could go stealth. <laughs> I could randomly walk in the rooms and people name see me. <laughs> as y'all like, as my like, as my friends and my coworkers know, I can become very quiet very quickly and sneak in and out of rooms. Nobody can see me coming. I'm like a ninja roach. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so clearly Big Daddy should not be trusted with this technology. Yeah, hold on to your wallets. <laughs> yes, I, I, I'll be like sneaking in and out of rooms just with this super blackity black, the black, the black, the black clothing on. I'm cloak. Yeah, now that I think about it, maybe you shouldn't be trusted with that. I'm gonna, now I like this. Now I'm like, I want like a super onyx blackity black, you know, like TV. I want it all black. Matter of fact, I need me a Cadillac that's like blackity, blackity, black. <laughs> but y'all don't even see me coming in the middle of the night. <laughs> I'm just sitting on the corner, just chilling, waiting for, like, you know, you know, like Tupac or something. I'm waiting for him to come back, y'all. Okay. So, we're going to wrap things up. <laughs> but the last thing on pop culture that we noticed this week that everyone's been talking about because I'm starting to worry that Big Daddy's really adapting to this whole... <laughs> a super blackity-black, you know, <laughs> black Cadillac with curved feelers <laughs> and a diamond in the back. You know, doing this podcast every week, I learn so much about my husband. <laughs> with candy corn in the console. Oh, dude. <laughs> dude! I was with you until that! I brought it. <sighs> yes, people. Marriage is not easy. <laughs> anyway, the last thing that caught a ride this week was um, there is a rapper, and you may be familiar with him. Um, he goes by the name of Takahashi69. Takahashi? Yes. Is Taka it's Takahashi69, or he just goes by 69. I thought it was Takashi. Um, did I say Takashi? I thought she said Takahashi. Oh my gosh, you're right. I thought it was that women. Is it? Is it the building in Dahart? Like you know, <laughs> that building? No, that's not that. That's not the name of that building, is it? I thought it was Takushi. You know, we took this completely off the track. <laughs> Maybe was we drinking the pumpkin spice rum doing this? <laughs> I don't know. Was that what you gave me? <laughs> the Takashi Takahashi building. <laughs> it's funny that you know his name because you didn't know who he was when I was telling you about him. I didn't know who this clown was. 
I was like, yeah, Takashi 6 9 And then Big Daddy looked at me like I was insane. And so I showed him it's the guy. Okay, to be honest, I can't name a Takashi 6 9 song. I really can't. I went to Takashi's real. Takashi. <laughs> I feel like we're, like, we almost feel like just saying that, like, offense to Wu Tang Clan. So, anyway, he has been pushed jail, and he has been given the opportunity to basically um, turn code on some of his fellow rappers. And so, this has been a long trial that has been going on where basically people, he has been talking about the intersection of hip hop culture and gang related culture. And so um, on his, I think it was his third day of testimony. They basically asked him point blank, like who have been people that have your fellow rappers that are gang members. Right after they named like, you know, who did your hair? (laughs) It's so Basically, he decided to just go full snitch, as we say, back in the neighborhood, and just reveal all sorts of names, talking about everyone from um, Jim Jones, Jim Jones, the rapper, mm. to Cardi B, who admittedly, Cardi B even said in a GQ interview that she's a member of the gang. Was she part well. of the gang, or was she just like a gang stripper? No, no. she. It, it's a really great interview where... Um, she was interviewed, I think, last year in GQ, and she had talked about um, her previous life in a game. Okay. So, <clears throat> Takashi, of course, I, I guess he made a, um, a um, he made a deal with the government, and just because I guess he got arrested. What was it for, like? guns and like he he just went full you know he just went out there full gangster and they caught him full gangster the dude went out there just they was like okay you the dude with all the tattoo crap on your face come here let me talk to you for a minute well first of all that's a good point i mean no offense if you're gonna be a gang member you gotta be a better one than him because it's it probably was easy to find him because he has like his face tattooed and has, it like, says all, his name on his face yeah it's kind of like Look, dude, we caught you on camera. We know it's you. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you couldn't mask all that with like makeup, but maybe you could have thought a little. And bit like I said, it. like I'm, I'm not saying like I know anything about you know, homie, but you know, dude, you went full snitch. Lily TL singer is making songs about you right now. Yeah, we don't want no snitch. The snitch is a person who didn't do anything good by me. <laughs> now you about is to lose all your song? money. <laughs> I just made that up on the fly. So yeah, it's clear. <laughs> that's why I will never be a rapper. But anyway, um, mm. the reason why I mentioned that is one, um, obviously his testimony has made national news. And there's been a big pushback on that from everyone from Cardi B, who said, yeah, I'm a member of a gang, but not that particular gang he named me a part of, to there is a very famous um, record label owner and rapper named Jay Prince. Who again, going back to the Roarwood Junior story and talking about his experience in doing prank calls. If you get a moment, Google Roarwood Junior and Jay Prince to see how basically you don't mess with Jay Prince. And Jay Prince has basically said, Look, Takashi's lying. So I would like to say that Kakashi's probably lying, but in case he's telling the truth, Twitter in particular is a helper. 
Mm-hmm. And so they decided to share other things that Takashi might be snitching about other than the members of the gang. There are two things I have learned in the last uh, couple episodes of doing this podcast. There are two people I really don't feel like, you know, even if I know them, I don't want to talk about them. One is Suge Knight. The yeah, other one is Jay, Jay Prince, Prince. Which is why I quickly moved on from that subject in case Mr. Prince is listening. <laughs> okay. So anyway. Yes, sure. So anyway, other things that people may be, Takashi might be snitching on Ness, and I thought it would be interesting to share them. So someone tweeted on Twitter, do you remember Church Millionaire? He's still writing dirty. He is still writing dirty. Which I personally think that's hilarious. Yeah. He snitched on the Muffin Man. The one who lives in Drury Lane. Dang. Yeah. He, Dang, yeah. he just told he he just told that. Um Does he really know who shot Biggie? No, but he probably knows who shot JR. Dang. Huh? I thought it was Mary Crosby. <laughs> who? It was like his sister in law, wasn't it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I like how I'm I remember that, <laughs> but I don't remember anything else. It's to the point where rallies and checkers and brands are now tweeting. So two days ago, rallies and checkers actually said, Takashi69 knows the secret recipe to checker rallies fries. (laughs) Does he know the 11 herbs and spices? He probably knows not only what they are, but where they went. Ah. Not on the chicken. Wow. (laughs) That was a shit. Whoa, shots fired. Shots fired. <laughs> wow, KFC don't like you. There go that sponsorship. Man. I don't think we're ever getting that sponsor. <laughs> man, the Colonel is not like yeah. Which Colonel really made the chicken? Takashi knows. I think he knows that. <laughs> so he probably knows who all the members of the Wu Tang Clan are. Yeah, including whether or not William Shatner is a member, because I'm convinced. William Shatner's a member of the Kooten Clan. William Shatner, like T.J. Hooker. Yes, because remember we read that interview. What was that interview in? I don't remember. Was it Complex or Slant? No. It was like a magazine interview where William Shatner demonstrated his love for the Wu-Tang Clan and his favorite album is the Enter the 36 Chambers. And we laughed and we're just like, he is a secret member of the Wu because, as you know, no one actually knows how many people are in the Wu-Tang Clan. Not even the members of the Wu-Tang Clan. They don't know. This Except Takashi. Weird... He knows. <laughs> this is some weird, wild stuff here. This is serious. Takashi um, also knows that Michael Jackson was Billie Jean's lover, and he was the one. Oh, see, that did it for me. I'm like, uh, he know, see, we got, we got to stop him now. <laughs> he needs to be stopped. <sighs> but when it's to the point where... Checkers and rallies are tweeting about you. <laughs> I think it's time to step off the stand. Oh my goodness. So what other things do you think he's gonna reveal? Uh where James really went on oh, good times. <laughs> uh, what other things should we do? I don't know. Like a lot of things that Takashi Six Nine knows. What really does Takashi Six Nine mean? Well, look, Jay Prince says he knows nothing, so we're just going to end with that. Okay, Jay Prince knows, yeah. Because Jay Prince is a scary, scary dude. Which person is scarier, Jay Prince or Shug? I'm not willing to find out. 
They're she gets in kids. jail. <laughs> I don't care if he's in jail. I don't care if the dude's like, like in on the rock. You know, if he's in Sam Quentin or whatever, I'm not asking many questions. The dude ain't hanging me out in no window. All right. Well, wishing Takashi all the best and hoping that he does well because apparently he's upsetting a lot of people with his talk. Wait a minute. Was he the one that got like held up in Sweden? No, that's Asap uh, Rocky. Okay, see, I can't get them all together. Like, <laughs> see, I told you, I ain't listening to nothing past 2006. Really, like, Takashi 69 also knows what happened to Kanye West. Ooh. That is a good question. <laughs> <laughs> well. Okay, so on that note, we're going to take a quick break <laughs> before this podcast goes anymore off the rails. And when we come back, we will, and as always, talking about the best thing that we ate this week. Mm. So you're listening to the Gourmet Goober, and we'll be right back. Hey, I'm JJ Outlaw, better known as the Gourmet Goober. Let me ask you something. Do you love conversations about hit snacks? Deep philosophical discussions and why, I don't know, corn dogs should be called meat Twinkies? Or why Love & Hip Hop Atlanta has the right level of ratchet? Well, if you've answered yes to any of these questions, you might be a goober, which is why you should be a part of our bi-weekly podcast where we tackle life's most important foodie and pop culture questions like why community fries should be a thing. <laughs> and if you love the Gourmet Goober podcast, how about supporting us? You can give us a five-star review on Stitcher and iTunes. You can drop us a line at thegourmetgoober at gmail.com. You can advertise with us. Or you can visit anchor.fm backslash gourmet goober, click the support this podcast button, and put just five on it to help support independent media. So, if you're a goober like me, no worries. Just join us here at the Gourmet Goober, be a part of our bi weekly podcast, and support us now at anchor.fm backslash gourmet goober. Thanks for listening. Back to the show. everybody this is jj outlaw better known as the gourmet goober and we are back so we are ending today's podcast as we do every podcast by sharing the best thing that we ate this week so that's when we share some home cooking recipes we may share restaurants we really adore but we really want to just because this is first and foremost a foodie podcast share some really great things that just gave us joy um culinary wise so, as always, I like to start this segment with Big Daddy, but before I do... What did I do? No, 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 no. Can I just share with our listeners what you divulged to me last, yesterday, <laughs> about something that you finally broke down and ate? Uh, sure. Big Daddy had the impossible offer, y'all. Do, 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 do. <laughs> After making fun of me for trying the impossible whopper he confessed that he himself this past week had tried his own so big daddy after trying it what do you think what do i think it's a whopper (laughs) (laughs) no i was just i said to her on one occasion i said you know what if i had the choice i was going to since there was like this big thing about it I was going to finally break down and see what all the hype was about. 
Um, I had a choice between an Impossible Whopper and what was it, an Impossible Slider from White Castle. Yes, and I encourage you to have the Impossible Whopper because the thing about the Impossible Slider, it is really good, but I'm convinced that they knew that they couldn't recreate the steam-grilled um, cooking process that they do with real meat with the Impossible meat. So okay. it's good, but it doesn't taste like a slider. So I told him to start with the Impossible Whopper first because you're familiar with what a Whopper should taste like. Yes. And if that sells you, then you'll be open to other experiences. Yes. And you said it tastes just like a regular Whopper? Yeah. For the most part, it was basically like a like I went in there and ordered a Whopper. As, at first, I sat down, and I knew in my head that I had ordered something other than your traditional meat-based Whopper. And I was a little nervous, like, first bite. But then, like, after, like, you know, bites two, three, eight, you know, I was like, Oh, this is like a Whopper. I'm cool. I just kept eating. And then, you know, I was done and it was uh, pretty clean. So, yes, I partook of, I went to the dark side <laughs> and took the challenge of an impossible Whopper and it tasted like a Whopper. Now I'm like, yes, now I'm going to run forward to see what other, like, okay, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm not saying anything because this is a big step. I know that meatless meals is a challenge that we've given ourselves. And this is not necessarily to say that the Impossible Whopper is any healthier, but it definitely goes a long way as far as sustainability and being able to, because I think we talked about it in a previous podcast about how much resources it takes to sustain a herd of cattle in terms of land and water usage and, you know, usage of other materials and this is not to say that I'm like all for don't eat meat. Yo, anyone knows I love me a good steak. <laughs> yes. I have no problem with that. <laughs> but that being said, you know, at least being mindful, at least in some of your meals, it's not necessarily a bad thing. And kudos again to the Burger King and people at the Impossible Burger, um, whoever makes that, because if you can get Big Daddy to like it, that's some good stuff. Like Mikey. I like it. I like it. <laughs> so now that I completely outed you for the Impossible Whopper experience, what would you say is the best thing you ate this week? Well, now that I was, yes, outed, like I was turned around by trying the Impossible Whopper, I, what I'd be willing to say was probably the best thing I ate this week. Uh, maybe close. Um, also, since going the completely other direction, <laughs> um, I was a big fan this week uh, about um, always going to Portillo's and getting a good char burger. Oh, man, the char burgers are tight. I like them. Oh, they have yeah. the best char burgers. Yeah, all the ones in downtown Chicago, great. Mm. This one I tried in the, in the suburbs. It was tight, too. But, yeah, uh, Portillo's great. But once again, for the second podcast in a row, I'm going to drop dime and say the best thing I ate this week was from the gourmet goober. Uh, goober. Um, wow. I wasn't even expecting that. Yeah. The goober uh, <laughs> hooked us up like uh, within the last 24 hours. Since we were talking about fall food, she made a uh, chili. Um, not, not like just you know, any chili. It's not just any chili. chili. Thank you. Um, <laughs> you know, since, you know. When I throw together chili, like, you know, I like to throw together all the meats and bacon and whatever. And, no, this was not that, but it was uh, Cincinnati style uh, with the spaghetti, with the cheese, 
with the sprinkle of cinnamon, with the onions. It was, uh, I can't remember if I had three-way, four-way, five-way, eight-way. I think you had four-way, because I didn't have the red beans that, because usually, if you're not familiar with Cincinnati chili, Cincinnati chili is a very unique style of chili. It's very meat-based, and then you can get it multiple ways, um, ranging anywhere from spaghetti, and you top spaghetti with it, um, to spaghetti cheese and onions and then spaghetti five ways um is usually or the chili five ways is the chili with spaghetti cheese um onions and then beans so i think you had it four ways you had everything but the beans okay yeah so minus the beans uh it was a very good cincinnati uh style chili oh thank you yes <laughs> Good chili, good, good fun. So that was the best thing I ate this week. Well, the best thing I ate this week, um, part of it I have to say was that apple cider donut that I got from um, the, um, goodness, the County Line Orchard in Holbert, Indiana. And again, you guys... I know we've talked about donuts on the show a lot, like Do Right Donuts and Long's Donuts. And I think I shared this really cool place um, once on a podcast that is in um, Crown Point, Indiana, um, that is called Kimshaw 13 Donuts, which you got to go not just for the donuts for them, but the experience because it's in an old bank vault that was once famously robbed by um, gangster John Dillinger. So it's like a comic book shop in a donut shop and it's just next level but when you want something simple something that screams fall you can't get better than an apple cider donut and when i tell you that we were in a line 60 deep and we did it willingly so that we can get our first taste of fall in those donuts i'm i'm just telling you the truth it just was amazing and i am just really glad that i had it so Kudos to the great people of the County Light Orchard. If you wanted to visit it, again, if you live in the Chicagoland area, I'll put the information in the show notes. Um, I also have to give credit to another thing I ate this week that was just really next level. It's my favorite. Um, even though I love cooking, everyone who's prides himself as a cook usually has that one recipe that it's just they can't really get. Like for me... I always struggled years upon years that I've been cooking. I've been cooking since I was 13 with making lasagna. And I, I just, mm. I just never really, I mean, it, I don't know. I'm just like one of those people who's like obsessed with the presentation and everything. I'm just a goober like that. And it just never really, I mean, it was good, but it wasn't great. But there's this recipe that I've been using for the past 10 years and I made um, the lasagna for you for the recipe and you really loved it this week when we were feeling under the weather because you know when you're sick there's nothing like having something that sticks to your ribs and hey lasagna does it but I'll put the links of it in the show notes as well there's this really great recipe on allrecipes.com it's literally called the world's greatest lasagna and it is and I have used that recipe I've taken it for potlucks and things like that never fails people love it so outside of the apple cider 
um, donut. I have to say the best thing I ate this week was that lasagna. Yeah, that lasagna was pretty good. Yes. I, I do remember that. <laughs> so, um, I forget the author of the recipes. I've actually um, commented on her before because it's just like the most simple and best lasagna recipe I've ever followed. Um, and that's saying something because I usually follow like, you know, just a few chefs that I really love. And this is just like a home cook who put it together and it's really great. So since we're talking about stuff for the fall and stuff that's like warm and nourishing and all that good stuff, definitely if you're into lasagna, try this recipe because it's really next level good. Yeah, I'm a big fan. I mean, it was it was pretty good. And like, you know, presentation, just depending on how it was like put together. I mean, sometimes I think it looks we just great. Dived into it too soon. This time. Yeah, we were we, hungry. You know, we didn't let it settle <laughs> as long as we wanted to, but like you know, follow the directions when they say let it sit. <laughs> yeah, let it sit. We we got a little happy handed, <laughs> but yeah, and definitely like you know, as you know, you if you decide to partake of this uh, adventure, it was it. Takes patience, we'll say that, but yeah. also, um, you know, definitely make it your own. Uh, you know, add the ingredients or whatever you know to make it, you know, sexy for you. You know, make it all turned up, if you will. Yeah, you just don't make homemade yeah. marinara with it. Exactly. Just don't, you know, twerk with it. That could <laughs> get a little crazy. Uh, that would be crazy no matter what you make. Yeah, but you know, the booty hump and like, you know, lasagna is tight, but no. Um, I didn't realize that was a requirement. No, sometimes you gotta like, you know, work some of them calories off. So, you know, every once in a while you got a little, you know, drop it low for a minute. Yeah, but, that is true. Um, you know. That's why I don't make it very often because the calories. <laughs> right on. But yeah, you just gotta make it have, make it sing, so. Well, everyone, we just want to say thank you for hanging out with us for this week with the Gourmet Goober. Um, Big Daddy, where can they find you online? Uh, once again, you can find me at T Outlaw, uh, T O U T L A W, um, on Twitter and on the Instagram at T Outlaw, Josie Wells, like the movie, um, and Facebook, wherever. <laughs> well, you can find us on Facebook at the Gourmet Goober blog. And, of course, me, you can always catch me on the Twitter. I'm usually there most often at T Outlaw. Uh, I'm sorry. That's where they find you. <laughs> they right. find me at JJ Outlaw on Twitter and on Instagram at Gourmet Goober. So for both of us at the Gourmet Goober podcast, thanks for listening. Just as a reminder, starting with this podcast, we are going back to our biweekly schedule. So we'll come out with another episode in two weeks. And until then, happy eating. Happy eating.